connecting to cloud server and recording. Uh, can we get a countdown? Ladies? I've, I've already done one. 10, 7, 3, 24, 1. Now the story of an eclectic fan base who lost touch with reality and the one podcast that somehow holds them all together. It's the Substandard Expanded Universe. Hello and welcome to the Special Lady SSEU podcast. This is the first episode and the genesis of the SSEU podcast Expanded Universe. You see, it's a podcast about a podcast about a podcast, except with ladies. I am your host, Thomas, and I'm coming to you from northern Sweden, where I'm hanging out for another day or two uh, before heading back to Fallen to move into my new apartment and pick up my new television from Swedish Best Buy. The Swedish government was nice enough to give me half days this week, so I'll be able to go furniture shopping and whatnot in the mornings and then do analysis and strategy for my region in the afternoon. Joining us in this almost all lady podcast are a bunch of fabulous ladies. What, what do you call a, a, a coterie? Is, is it a um, a pride? What, what is a bunch of group of ladies called? Oven. A ladies restroom. A ladies restroom. <laughs> <laughs> Coming to us from upstate New York, where she has finally shoveled enough snow to get back to running. We have Jan. Jan, I have a question for you. I know you know how to shovel snow, but do you know how to shovel coal? I don't shovel snow. No, oh, okay. I farm well, that out to my children. That's why does one do, have Do you children? pay them or do they do it for free? They live here. Fair enough. They they get the joy of having you as a mother. <laughs> Joining us deep from the heart of darkness or Texas or something, the original lady lawyer, a lady who has two passions in life, opera and disaster preparation, Laura Mason. Laura, how many of these podcasts recorded over Zoom would it take for you ladies to sync up your periods? Um, a lot, because I think you have to be physically present. I, I don't think hormones transmit via Zoom. How do they transmit through the air, though? Um, I think it's just you exude them, you know. Is it the, is it the same 5G th rays that caused the coronavirus? Yeah, and maybe we need to worry about some psycho like coming and blowing up an RV or something because because all the women are sinking up. Mm -hmm. All right, and bringing up the rear, our favorite resident of Beaver County, the Yinzer with the Minzer. Okay, that didn't work. The Lady Italian Stallion Il Duce herself, Tanya McKenna. Tanya, nice Beaver. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just like that gif. Tanya, how organized is your house right now? Is is your list on the top of the freezer that has everything inside the freezer? Is that up to date? All it is snacks? not. I, I had to clear it, it and we're going to restart for the new year. It, it, it already is the new year, though. That's it. We're going to put a new list on it. Okay. So all right. To get it all updated. All the snacks present and accounted for? That they are. I just got back from the store. So everything has been organized. The shelves have been rotated. All the older items to the front, newer items to the back. And labeled. And labeled, yes. Mm. Wonderful. Okay, let's get started. Tanya, how was your Christmas? <laughs> Christmas was much quieter than it normally is with the uh, Governor Wolf not allowing the Italian clans to gather in full force. 
was it just the Italians that that uh, he banned from meeting together, or was it all Pennsylvanians? Well, we're, most of us are Italians, so <laughs> at least the important ones. Okay, and uh, how was how was your New Year? Ours was very quiet. Jason was watching mob movies downstairs. I was trying to watch the very dark episode of Bridgerton, which you could barely see. I mean, I was watching it on my phone the way you're intended. And, uh, <laughs> Joe was FaceTiming, so it was pretty quiet. So I've only seen stills from Bridgerton, but it seems like a show created by a bot to emulate Downton Abbey. Yeah, it's it's like a bad teenage angsty version of Downton okay. Abbey. It's and, like and Downton plus like Jane Austen botted. So are you HBO. watching that? Are you watching that as well? Oh hell no! Yeah, yeah. I finished all the I finished all the Christmas movies, the the entire Christmas Prince expanded universe. Um, I am now watching a documentary about World War II. It's World War II in HD, and they have original video that has. His first time on on, been shown on television that has been restored to HD. It's actually quite interesting. Um, And then I watched the last episode of the last season of 60 Days In, that show where people like go undercover in prison (laughs) to keep it classy. High def World War II. Is this like one of those reverse entropy things from Tenet? Like did they send HD cameras back in time? Like some of it is very well produced. Some of the video is very high quality. Other is not. I don't. I don't know how they do HD unless they just like let me just assume what these pixels are because I don't know that you can really do it. But it is a lot of new footage, and so uh, I'm watching that with the kids, and uh, it's it it it. I'm even learning things that I I did not know as a you know person who like has a degree in history. So, yeah. And so you visited your, your mother, was that over Christmas or I didn't, why did I say mother? You visited both your parents. <laughs> um, and, uh, who it sounds like are very much like the Seinfelds. They keep their house at about 80 degrees. That is correct. Um, it was something that I had to deal with when, when I visited my parents as a, or my grandparents as a child, like, my grandmother always kept her house like literally up in the eighties. And it was what there was one year in Kentucky that it was like snowing and we had to like sleep on top of the covers in our underwear. And we cracked the windows open because it was so hot. Um, I have done that. I've cracked the windows open in December um, at my parents' house. Unfortunately, this year, I got them to turn Texas. it down to 70 this year. I got them to turn it down to 70. And living in Texas, of course, it's, it's cracking the windows. doesn't do quite as much as it does with, in Kentucky with snow outside and whatnot. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was 40 degrees, so outside. Okay. So you said, mother, I implore you. Like, I did. I got, them, I got like my this. father to turn it down to 70, which oh, we still met. We were all wearing shorts. Girl. Okay. Yeah. We were all wearing shorts inside, but um, we had our summer clothes for inside, our winter clothes for outside, but it was it was fine. So we have, uh, Jan is having technical issues. She will rejoin us. Uh, but I have a question about New Year's for, for Laura and for Tanya, uh, who live in Texas and Pennsylvania, respectively. Tell me, do you watch television on New Year's Eve? Is that a thing that you do? I stopped watching when Dick Clark stopped hosting. Which, I mean, they propped his decaying carcass up there for a number of years. Yes, so yeah. when did he... <laughs> he did not look good the last couple of times. years he was on, I didn't watch a whole lot. It was it was actually more depressing than it was him sad. not being there. So, yeah. 
So, so that's the last that, that you watched. Uh, but yes. I, I've also found it interesting that people like to watch other people celebrating the new year. And that's not a thing that, that we really do. Laura, does that happen in your house? Did you watch the, the ball drop? Oh, no. Um, okay. I think I was trying to go to bed at like 930. But I had to stay up until closer to 10 because I had a really bad case of the hiccups. And it was quite upsetting to me because I thought I'd have to stay up until midnight because these hiccups would not go away. And um, so... Yeah, everyone went to bed early. The boys usually say that they're going to, you know, try to stay up, but they abandon it by like nine. Um, and then they just wake up and, and get, have like a bunch of like confetti shooters and uh, on New Year's Day. Tanya, does Joe uh, desire it to stay up till midnight or has she gotten over that? She's never been much of a, a stay up. We typically would around eight o'clock, we would pull up Australia online and we would watch the countdown there, do all our little noisemakers. She'd have her, you know, have some Sprite in a cup with some food coloring in it to look like it was something fun. And then we'd call it an evening. So this year was the closest she's ever made it. She was up to about 10 after 11 and she crashed. Not bad. That's not bad. So uh, we have a number of topics that we would like to tackle today. Uh, first off, uh, are you ready to send your kids back to school? Yes. Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Unequivocally, yes. I don't send Joe very far, so. <laughs> and she probably she's so disciplined that she probably continues her school even during breaks. Yeah, she's ready to go back. She she doesn't. Uh... She's not one for a whole ton of free time. She likes her schedule. I don't know where she gets that from. Can't imagine. Jen, uh, you're rejoining us. Am I still frozen? You are not frozen. Tell us about your Christmas and New Year. Oh, gosh, it's been so long now. I don't remember. Um, (laughs) Christmas was fine. It was okay. It's, um, It's different with older kids now, you know? Um. Very low key, didn't do too much. New Year's, we stayed home, we watched a movie and I honestly can't remember what movie it was. What did we watch? Soul? Something? Nope, uh-huh. nope. didn't watch Soul. Um, we watched the Da Vinci Code because that was something that my husband thought the kids wanted to watch. I don't know. Um, all right. All right. Yeah. So ladies, tell me this. Our listeners know that uh, we recently had a couple in the SSEU get married, Rick and Erica. I am curious if any of you have some advice for these newlyweds on, you know, advice on marriage or on other things. But but keep in mind, this is a family podcast. Do whatever Tanya does. <laughs> That's a loaded statement. I don't know. <laughs> You can't Anya have two is di- in control. But you can't have two dictators. Are you talking to Erica right now? Uh, yes. Oh, okay. To the wives out there, yes. do whatever you want. Tell your husband to do. Okay. Yes. My advice to Erica would be to, when she's looking at dimensions on projects or on, on products at like Bed Bath & Beyond or any retailer, to get a tape measure and like really like think, look at the dimensions for what it is. You're like, you're, you're trying to select or in the lack of that, get a piece of paper and eight by 11. That's good enough. That's good enough to be a foot. You can like visualize it that way. And then you, you get, um, you don't surprisingly get a, a bathroom trash can when you're expecting something larger. 
Hanya, what do you have for the newlyweds? I guess my advice would be, this is actually legit advice I was going to give. Um, when you realize that the other, that your spouse has habits that annoy the bejeebers out of you, and you will, try to remind yourself each time you're faced with that habit, maybe it's a you know, cabinet door left open or keys don't get put somewhere, that someday, someday they won't be there and you'll wish they were there to leave the keys in the wrong place or leave the cabinet door open or whatever it might be and try to smile about it and just fix it and make it right without complaining. Wow. That, that was really good. Um, with that, let's, let's make a, a smooth transition to Laura, who has a history lesson for us. I I do. Um, as everyone knows, I am a lady lawyer But uh, prior to going to lady law school, I studied lady history and political science. And so uh, I recently did some research into Roman history. And and there is an emperor who served as emperor for three months in the year 238. And his name was Pupienus. P-U-P-I-E-N-U-S. I really hope that the listeners appreciate that I've been working on this for like two months so that I can say the word poopy anus without laughing like an eight-year-old boy <laughs> because I really couldn't at first. Um, so poopy anus served as emperor for three months in what is referred to as the year of the six emperors. Now, I know I'm a historian, but I don't think anyone knows why they call it the year of the six emperors. I think that that's just like a mystery that is lost to time. You know, I, I don't think anyone could ever know. It's like it's like the the how long does it get to can how many licks to get to the center of a tootsie roll tootsie pop? Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Um, however, I've done some research, and and at the time, Emperor Pupianus was referred to as his by his first name, which is Maximus, as opposed to his family name, which was Pupianus. <laughs> and so, so <laughs> Maximus Pupianus. Um, I did some research into him, and I, I think I can say that um, everyone will mainly agree that I am mostly correct that when I say that I'm the first historian to to stand for the proposition that uh, Pubianus was somewhere between a three and a half and a five and a half on the Bristol stool scale. Um, because, you know, if, it, if it's hard and rocky, you know, that's not sticking around. And same thing if you're, if you're on the high end of, of the Bristol stool scale. So... Um, that is is my my original research, and you know I feel like now we need to insert the little like do 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 the more you know kind of thing in there. But uh, there is your 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 lesson about about Roman history, Pupianus, Maximus Pupianus, which makes it even better. And you know, like how how poopy was his anus? Was it kind of like a little bit, or no? It was Maximus. Okay, exactly, Pupianus. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm sorry, but I just have to say, I have a maximum poopiness in my pants. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was thinking the entire time. See, that's I actually said it more in the voice. I got a maximum poopiness right here in my pants. <laughs> it, Laura, I wish I had known this when John Podhoritz on Twitter called me a stupid moron poopy head. I wish I could have come back with, well, you're a poopy anus. <laughs> And use the Latin spelling because it's a lot classier that way. Indeed. Indeed. So speaking of, um, uh, here and there, we're, I'm going to insert a, a, a listener question. We have a bunch of them. Since we're on the topic of poopy anuses, <laughs> poopy ain't I? Ain't I? Um, uh, this listener question is, is 
is uh, not really a question. It's just a statement. Um, lady poop versus man poop. Go. There's no difference. How it's like there's no difference between lady poop and man poop. It's all poop. way stinkier. No. Oh, yeah. No. 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 I, I think all that poop, all poop is created equal. Yeah, but I don't think that women like take a half an hour and need like a substantial amount of reading material. Like it never takes me that long. Also, well, it depends on if you have your phone or not. But who takes their phone? <laughs> when else okay. do you scroll Twitter? Laptop. <laughs> so I'm just saying that you know the oh what is that spray called that you put on the spray in there to keep it from stinking? Poopery. Um, Poopery. I don't think that that was a product designed for women. It's probably designed by a woman for her children, husband. I don't yeah. think there's any difference in poops. Farts now. Farts. Man fart definitely stinks more than lady fart. Without a doubt. Especially man sleeping fart when they're not even aware that they're doing it. Oh my goodness. It's like a chemical. Like if you could bottle that up, you could probably do some damage. Uh, earlier this year, uh, my nine-year-old was doing his homework in the corner of my office while I was working. And just out of nowhere, because nothing had happened, he just exclaims, I didn't know women could fart. <laughs> <laughs> like... My mother insists. Okay, they don't. buddy. And I, I could never get an answer out of him. And he's like, no, he's like, I just didn't know. And I'm like, I don't know why he exclaimed that, but uh, that's funny. It's kind of random. Do you have a position, Chris, on the uh, <laughs> poop versus man poop? Well, this is the lady pod, so uh, I, I prefer just to, to hear okay. what you have to say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I was going to ask Laura and Jan, if we're not, if, if you're not willing to take a position between man poop and lady poop, how about like adult male poop versus, um, child male poop? I will say that adults don't poop in the bathtub generally. <laughs> generally. <laughs> so that's a good thing, uh, right? I haven't uh, wiped any adult male poop though. <laughs> so I can't really make a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, but when men like get hairy, I would think that that would be oh. grosser. But I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm just spitballing here, you know. Um, right. Yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you have you guys seen the thing like that? Now they have like wet wipes that are for men that are called dude wipes. Uh, no, dude wipes are body wipes. That's are they? Not are they? Yes. But there's but there's yeah. also specific specific like other wipes that are. Oh, really? Yeah. But I think they're specifically branded for dudes. It's it's okay. an interesting phenomenon. Because I got the dude wipes. Um, we brought them camping, and you can they're like shower wipes, you know. Oh, they're okay. not butt wipes, but there might be a different offshoot now of dude wipes that are okay. Butt See, wipes. I'm gonna have to effort this because yeah, because generally mean, as, wipes as are disaster- not good for the toilet. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, as a disaster prepper, Laura's going all in on the shower wipe. Well, see, you say that it's like uh, meant for body, but it's if it's flushable, and if that's like it's like main one of its okay, main the, selling the, points that it's the flushable. The things we had were not flushable. Oh, okay. Because yeah. the dude wipes that were on Shark Tank were were flushable with aloe, interesting, and were sewer and septic safe. But I'll they're forty four square inches. That seems rather large. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. The ones we had were definitely like, you know, wash your body when you can't shower. Okay. Well, wow. He got uh, uh, $300,000 from our favorite Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban. He's, he's from Pittsburgh, you know. I, I did not know that. Tanya's backyard. I'm going to say what some people are thinking um, that there is no such thing as a flushable wipe, no matter how it's marketed, you should (laughs) never, ever flush a wipe. Yep. It's going to clog something somewhere. Yep. I mean, the very, the very fact that like this thing exists without disintegrating while being wet uh, means it's going to like, it doesn't break down the way it should. Okay. Uh, Laura, can you tell us a little bit about your history as a bunny owner or no, I'm sorry. You're not a bunny owner. You're a bunny owner. I'm not currently a bunny okay. owner, but I have owned many bunnies over the last like few decades. Um, so one of the first things I did is I, you know, when I bought my first house, I was like 25 and it was kind of like scary and like, you know, you're all there by yourself and it's like a lot of space and it was kind of weird. And so I thought I'd get a pet and I'd had bunnies as a child. Um, and uh, so I decided to get one. I was not super, I mean, I knew about how to take care of bunnies, but I was not really involved in the bunny rescue movement, you know, at that point. And so my first bunny was a pet store bunny. I had originally planned on getting, my first choice was actually a bunny that had a little like Hitler looking mustache and I was going to name him Mussolini, but then I, I like couldn't quite get myself to commit to it. And my sister was there and then we like walked away from pet store and then she's like, oh, so which one are you going to get? And then by the time I went back, Mussolini was gone. So I picked this other bunny and the pet store told me that it was a girl. And I wanted a girl because I thought it would be easier because like boys um, sometimes have behavioral issues with spraying and marking of territory and things. And so I wanted a girl bunny and, um, and I named her Emma and she's a baby bunny and, and, you know, litter trained. I, you know, spent a lot of time with her. She was, she and I were tight. Um, And then one day, um, I was sitting at my computer and I had some like big fluffy slippers. They were spider slippers and they were like maybe like three times the size of your actual foot. And I looked down and the bunny was humping my foot. Um, well, the slipper, but my foot was in the slipper at the time. Um, and it was kind of awkward because I'm like, you know, I don't want to interrupt. I'm like, do I take my foot out? Do you, you know, but what, what do I do? You know, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you're paralyzed for like 15 seconds, but by then it was over. <laughs> so, so, um, that was, that was an experience. So at that point I decided it's probably need to time to like, clearly my bunny is now old enough to be adolescent. I should probably start thinking about spaying and neutering because that, that is, uh, really improves lifespan for bunnies, um, and also behavioral issues. And so I took um, Emma to be spayed at a local veterinarian. And as it turns out, my my first date with with you know Phil, who would be my husband, was also later that day. Um, so I, I dropped her off in the morning, and then at about eleven o'clock, I get a call from the vet um, telling me that um, she's actually a boy. But he didn't notice either until like he had shaved the entire stomach and was about to do the surgery. And then he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, this is a neuter and not a spay. So I, I think I can't be blamed for not being able for misgendering my bunny, for which I'm very sorry. Um, and so I picked so they did a neuter instead of a spay. Um, 
poor, um, I had to rename my bunny. He was then became Elliot. Um, and I had to like rush home to the vet or rush over to the vet to pick him up and then bring him home and then rush out to like go on this date with my husband. And then, um, but my, my poor bunny, he was so sad because he's like all the fur was missing on his tummy and he looked so pathetic and sad. Um, but it was all because he, uh, he humped my, uh, my foot while my, while my slipper, while my foot was still, was still in it. And that's basically how I met my husband. So I always have meeting my husband in my mind associated with finding out that my, uh, my bunny had been misgendered and not really transsexual, but kind of. Is it possible this was a Jurassic bunny? I don't know if you remember the key plot point in Jurassic Park was that they they couldn't reproduce because they were all the same sex, right? But because they had subbed some of the DNA in with amphibian DNA, um, and, and amphibians switch sex like around adolescence, like partway through their life. And that's how like Jurassic Park got out of con- control is because some of – I don't remember if they're all males or all females, but then they like switched – some of them switched and then had babies and then, you know, it all fell apart. Is it possible that you had some amphibian DNA in uh, in your Jurassic bunny? No, I really think that the pet store person was just a moron because every other bunny in that case in, in, the, in the pen was a boy. And then later I realized like, oh, yeah, they obviously put all like pet stores all have either all boys or all girls. So I probably the fact that he told me it was a girl was just bull manure at the, at the time. I mean, it also sounds like he had a very, very small peepee. <laughs> well, the well, I don't think it's the peepee. I think it's the the testicles. Okay. Is, you know, I, I don't know. I, I did not. I did not study the I genitals mean, of my bunny and totally detail. shave it. I mean, the the vet didn't know until like basically he's doing the incision to like I don't know remove. Well, the, I mean, he like shaved the whole tummy and then he's like looking at it and then he's like, oh, okay, so. I would assume it's not super obvious, but I don't know if it's obvious on most bunnies, especially like prepubescent bunnies. Like, I don't know how, how like easy that is generally. Transition. Jan, you are wearing what appears to be a soft, soft fleece, but it also has a zipper question. Does it have a zipper garage? Uh, no, she's a farmer. No, mm. my my mother gave me this for Christmas, so I'm wearing it. But your mother not... who has your mother who has a horse. I, well, yeah, it's really my father's horse. Okay, but my mother does have to like feed up and stuff. Um, and yeah, no, there's no zipper garage. No, I wouldn't buy this for myself. Okay, but and I can say not... that because she'll never listen to this podcast, so I can say that. So you're a farmer, but do you know who's not a farmer? Laura, uh, who's wearing an eggplant hoodie. I am wearing an eggplant hoodie. So I came by this hoodie because, as you may have heard on various other podcasts, I think it started on the JVL show and then on the Sub Beacon, uh, Shannon won the lottery to buy Melanzana. And <laughs> then she she uh, she ordered her stuff and, you know, JVL got his double order of, of two of everything. Um, but then they shipped, shipped their order again. And Shannon being a, a very honest person was like, Hey, you double shipped my order. And they were like, okay, you can send it back. And she said, well, can I buy some of it? And then she asked me, she's like, Hey, Laura, I have some stuff. Would you like it? I was like, okay, sure. So I am now the proud owner of like literally identical <laughs> clothing to what Shannon has. And so um, it's very cozy and 
I, I, I wish I lived in a colder climate so I could wear it more often, but um, like I am wearing uh, earlier this week, I was wearing when I was in, in uh, visiting my parents, it was very cold. It was like in the thirties and I went for a walk and it was raining in my high loft, which makes it free like a teddy bear. Um, and now I'm wearing like the normal, the micro grid. So if anyone's interested in joining the, the lottery, we have a separate DM devoted to that. So uh, what we're going to, you know, we're, we're hoping to cha-ching win the lottery again. All right. Um, we're going to move on to the topic of chick flicks, which I would imagine with this crew is not going to involve just rom-coms. I think uh, Jan would like some like slasher movies and, and, Tanya uh, likes some, I, I don't know, Mussolini documentaries and, and Laura sci-fi Friday night specials. Um, who'd like to go first uh, to tell us about some of your favorite chick flicks? Who's got some kind of on the tip of their tongue? My favorite chick flicks are the entire Legally Blonde universe. And I think mm. there's actually another Legally Blonde movie coming out like that was supposed to be maybe not until 2022 now, but it, it was supposed to be, I think, be sooner than that, but it's been pushed back due to COVID. My other favorite, favorite chick flick movie is Sweet Home Alabama, which I will is the one movie that I will watch every single time it comes on TV. And every time she goes and visits the dog's grave, I bawl like a baby. Sweet Home Alabama, I, I really love. liked, um, oh, go ahead, Tom. No, go ahead. I, I, I liked uh, Bone Tomahawk. <laughs> I like that. Um <laughs> I, uh, I particularly enjoyed Fat Man. That was Fat good. Man was good. Fat yes, Man was Fat great. Man was good. Um, yeah, chick flicks. No, no. Yeah, I can't I even. Like, yeah. I can't even name one. Tanya. I like some. I like Tanya. some. They're not my default. You know, like I love uh, music and lyrics with Hugh Grant and Drew Barrymore. I would watch that. I've seen that a ton of times. Um, Serendipity. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that one. That's a great one. I love uh, Sliding Doors. I'm sorry? Sliding Doors is good. The Gwyneth Paltrow one when they're on the subway. That. And it, like, it, it, I highly recommend that one. It's like kind of an alternate universe kind of kind of a flick. S- Serendipity, that was that was um, John Cusack, right? Yes. Who Who is, who is his love interest? Uh, Kate Beckinsale? Right? Really? No. That is right. And um, there's okay. another one I really like. What is it called? Um I like Sweet Home Alabama and having grown up in a very small, very outer suburb area of the Pittsburgh suburbs. The line that slays me every time is, you've got a baby in a bar. Because I do like that one. I pretty much was the baby in the bar in my childhood. I've always liked the movie uh, One Fine Day that has Michelle Pfeiffer and George Clooney, but it's like kind of a uh, 96. So that's a, that's an, a classic. Two I don't weeks think I have seen any of these movies. It's a really good like, one. unless it takes place in space or there's some kind of cannibal monsters somewhere. I, I don't think I would have seen it. Are your unnamed daughters, Jan, are they into uh, violence in cinema as you are? Um, no. Although the the 13-year-old is allowed to watch a little bit more of that now. Um, the 11-year-old just, just said that she likes to read romance books. Ew. Yeah. Um, I think my 13-year-old is more interested in doing violence than watching <laughs> violence. Filming her own. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. 
All right. Okay. So, yeah, so, 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 so no, that that's interesting because like I, I think that it's clearly like as a Bob, you can tell that it's very different when you have like multiple kids just to see because like I only have one who's like super into like the the war stuff or the violence, and the other two are just like not into that like at all. And so, you know, I always know there's one kid who's like wants to watch The Walking Dead and, you know, it's it's that it's just it's just very interesting to see how, it, you know, how it's very very dependent on the the personalities of the the children. The youngest is um very much into shoot 'em up movies and games and you know anything with guns anything like that he has a folder of pictures on his ipad of um different guns and rifles that he thinks looks cool in his various like roblox and minecraft games and whatever i don't think there are guns in minecraft but um whatever roblox games whatever he finds in his internet travels he likes pictures of guns which is probably something that I should be concerned about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, like, I have a kid who likes have to, to watch like, serial killer documentaries. Years. Yeah, I have a kid who likes to watch serial killer documentaries. <laughs> like, huh. Yeah, I'd be more likely to enjoy something like that. I mean, I like some rom-coms, but I like to read more like history crime. And I'll, I don't watch a lot of stuff, but when I do, it tends to go more that that route. Yeah, we're we're, we're um, watching um, a bunch of episodes of Forensic Files and Cold Case like the cold case series because, but those are all solved. So I think it's, it's interesting, but like there's some pretty graphic, graphic crimes that they discuss in in those series, but uh, it it all, it's, I'm sure it's fine. They all get solved. So ladies, uh, I'm going to ask you uh, right now uh, to, when you have a spare moment to jot down a list of your top five favorite things that you watched in 2020 and we'll come back to you. Um, and while um, while you're doing that, I'm going to ask you this. This is another listener question. How do you choose your lady doctor? I can only speak for myself, but um, I chose my lady doctor. Um, well, at first I was just going to the, to the guy that my sister went to, but he was like 80 years old. And then at some point, I, you know, once I, he was not like near where I lived or whatever. So ultimately I like, particularly when I got married and got pregnant, I found a more convenient lady doctor that I was, if I had to go more than once a year and I chose a guy, I don't have anything against lady doctors, but, um, you know, I chose a guy who had been practicing medicine since like the late seventies. He could almost have delivered me. Um, and I, I appreciated that because with my, um, first child, um, she was like, we, I was in labor and I like was pushing for several hours and she was facing the wrong way. As it turns out, it had to be, um, a forceps delivery, which I think newer doctors would have used the, like the vacuum suction thing, which I am not a big fan of, but like this guy had been using forceps for like 30 years and it was like salad tongs, like out comes baby, you know? And so, so that's how I chose my doctor. And he ended up not, not, he ended up stopping doing OB. He's, he's actually like, he and I are actually very close friends and I'm like his, one of his favorite patients. And, and he talks to me about like whatever movies he's watching, like every time I see him and he's like, yeah, I watched I, Tanya. It's a great flick, <laughs> which is kind of a weird conversation to be having. Like when he's, you know, up in your lady parts, but um, that is my doctor. And so then for my other two, I, he like had gave a younger, younger doctors, OB patients. 
and she was fine. But like, you know, I, I liked my, my old school um, lady doctor. Now I'm only asking this because the listener question and I'm contractually obligated to ask it. This listener is Jason, right? (laughs) Yes, it is. Did you poop when you birthed your children? Yes. Yes. For one out of three. Yes. All the other them, two were planned C-sections. Which is why I call all of them poop heads all the time. And when they say, I'm not a poop head, I say, oh, yes, you are. Because I pooped right on that head. <laughs> so in my experience, they actually like wiped the poop <laughs> like as soon as it came. And there was no there was no pooping on the child. But, um, but sure metaphorically, yes. Yeah. Anya, how did you choose your lady doctor? Um, well, my mom worked in medicine for years and years and years. So, um, it was an office that she used to run and we knew all the docs. So I was like, okay, that's easy. Just yeah. It, it, it comes down to convenience. Um, mm-hmm. like I live very close to the Houston medical center, which is one of the like premier medical centers in the world, but you could not pay me to go there, especially not like every month or every two weeks. So I specifically cho- chose a doctor that was not in the medical center mm-hmm. because you have to like pay $20 for parking every time. And it's, it takes it. The traffic is horrible. Wait, your lady doctor doesn't validate. No, they don't do that. Also, there's like a big trolley now, a big like train that runs through the medical center and it just jacks up traffic even worse. And so it's like two lanes, you know, one lane each way for like 15 hospitals. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm, I don't care. Jan, do you have lady lady doctors out there in, in the woods? We do have lady doctors up here. Um, when I was like before having babies, I just went to whoever was like, uh, I think closest. Um, and then the doctor that delivered my first two wound up involved in some kind of a lawsuit and it was not good. And like, it was really, it was not good. So I wound up having to change lady doctors because I, I wanted, you know, to not have a doctor that was involved in a lawsuit. Um, uh, what sort of lawsuit? Um, I I don't know if somebody died or if, yeah, yeah, there was, I can't even remember the details. Um, I should probably look them up. Uh, but I know that there was some kind of like medical malpractice type of thing there, which was not good when you're having babies. Um, so the the last two were a different doctor that I got from asking multiple, multiple people, you know, multiple friends. All right. Uh, so yeah. we've got another listener question and this involves... Um, and, uh, types of animals that you could take in a fight or, or maybe, uh, also if you don't want to answer that, like animals that you could take in a fight, you could also say like, what's the biggest animal that you would be able to duct tape to a pole? Tanya. Hmm. Biggest animal I could duct tape to a pole or take in a fight. Like a mid-sized dog, maybe. <laughs> like a golden retriever, maybe. Mm, no, maybe like a, like some kind of like a golden retriever mix, something that's, okay. you know. Yeah, maybe like a, like a blue tick, blue tick hound. Okay. Yeah, a little smaller than a retriever. J- Jan, you're small, but you're feisty. Could you could you get a, a full size golden retriever? Duct tape it to a pole, or <laughs> to beat it up? Uh, I guess either. I don't think so. I don't think so. I I love dogs too much. I don't think I could do either one of those. 
Um, a cat, I might enjoy either beating it She's up. She's just going to duct tape it. Or duct taping it. But I don't think, think you're gonna I, get they'll, scratched they'll scratch your eyes out. So I don't think I could do it. I would enjoy it if it could be done, but I don't think I could do it. Laura, a baby girl. I, I, I don't think you guys are ambitious enough about this one because, like, I think that the duct taping to a pole is a hard question because it's like, is the question, is the question like, like, I could do it. I could do it for plenty of animals, like if I strangled them first, but could I do it like without hurting them? You know, because like I couldn't, I mean, in theory, I'm pretty good with handling bunnies, but like I don't know that I could duct tape one to a pole because they're very fragile. So, and they're quick. So, I don't know, maybe a guinea pig for a pole or something or a possum maybe. Um, but in terms of like animals you can beat up, I mean, like you could probably beat up a panda. I mean, like there, there's other animals that you could, that you could probably fight. Um, what about like, a beaver? I, I don't know. Could like, you beat up a beaver? They have teeth though. Like, the, you teeth. know, I would not want to get my fingers near a beaver. Like a big tail coming at you. So, but, but like, I, I just think you need to think bigger. Like, um, one of my kids, we, we went to, uh, Honolulu when he was like, maybe j- just turn four, like just turn four. Cause it was for Easter. And we're in the Honolulu zoo and they have like birds, like walking around, like some animals are like walking around. Like, so like with Sunny Bunch, there was a peacock walking around, like just like a male peacock showing off its plume, just walking around the zoo. And my four-year-old was like, I'm going to fight him. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to fight that bird. And we were right in front of like a, a very stern Honolulu zookeeper who was not, did not appreciate that. And then we have to be like, Oh wait, no, it's, it's fine. I, I promise. He's not, we're, he's just kidding. Ha ha ha. We can never hurt one of God's creatures. But like my four-year-old would absolutely have taken that peacock. I think I could take that peacock. I mean, I could probably even tape it to a, to a pole. I don't know. Beaks, uh, beaks are sharp. Yeah. But like, I don't, I mean, they're not like as aggressive as like, I mean, I wouldn't try an ostrich or anything, but I don't know that peacocks are like that aggressive when they're not trying to like mate or something, you know? Am I the only one who's actually genuinely afraid of geese? No, like, I would, geese are, I would, yeah, geese pretty are pretty mean. nasty. Yeah. Yeah. I, like th- but they're, not as bad as ducks. I mean, they're bigger than ducks, but I still think in terms of like, ducks don't scare animal, me. Ducks don't scare me. Geese scare me. Like they're, they're well, they would if you were a lady duck. <laughs> They would if you were a lady duck, Chris. Tanya, we, um, I have a question for you. What is an afro? <laughs> I'm not doing that. All right. All right. Haberman, what did you ask us to uh, to make a list of? Uh, the top five things that you watched oh. in 2020. So they don't have to be. So they don't have to be in TV. 2020. Okay. They don't have to TV, movies. TV shows, movies, anything that we watched in 2020. They didn't have to come out in 2020. Just like. That's what I was literally, I was trying to look at my Netflix and see what I used, what I've watched. Because I have no idea. I mean, 2020 has been so long. Laura, wind, what is it? Well, I think that, you know, what happens with wind is that you, when, when air gets warm, it rises and becomes less dense because the particles are moving around more. And then when it, when it, when it rises, other air, like colder has to come in to fill that space. And that is wind. Uh, I I don't know. We can, we can check. Somebody can, can, can correct me on that, but that's what I'm going to say. That's it. Okay. All right. All right. Um, magnets. How do they work? Not just Laura. This is open to the floor. They stick things to refrigerators. They have poles. So there's like north and south poles on each magnet. And I think that the opposites attract because that would make sense. And then like the, if you get 
the, the two north ends repel each other, right? Um, I do know that it has to do with the alignment of the atoms along the poles somehow. And that if you take a piece of metal and you rub it against a magnet, it will kind of get aligned. The, the atoms will align the same way. And so like if you rub a piece of metal, like a paperclip against a strong magnet, the, the, magne- the paperclip will become magnetized. But uh, that's about all I know. Okay. Okay. Uh, electricity. How does it work? Electricity is a form of kinetic energy, which is the energy of motion. And it is the movement of electrons. And that's about all I know. That's where my understanding ends. All right. All right. I'm glad you're here for us, Lara. Well, um, so I, my father's a nuclear chemist, so I had, I had a lot of this crap growing up, like every conversation. Now, am I saying your name right, Lara? It's, it's (laughs) Lara. It's Okay. But it's not Laura with the no, U. No, it's not Laura. See, you weren't in, you weren't around when we no when we like recorded ourselves like saying our names for premium, just like just our voices so that people could know. Um, I suppose you also missed it when we recorded ourselves wooing. Woo! So you can woo, you know, let everything feel so people know what it sounds like when you woo. Because I think Flag thought that he was the best wooer, but he is not. Uh, Flag thinks a lot of things. Jan, Jan, can you give us a woo? Like a real woo? I don't want to wake up my napping husband. Um. <laughs> woo. Okay. All right. Chop the microphone. No, I can do a much better woo. Like if I'm in, you know, like at a show or something, or I like see you, a You're sexy... at the Backstreet, Bo- Backstreet Boys. Let's hear the woo. Backstreet Boys? Luke is on the block. Hmm. In sync. Kiss. Yeah, I, I don't think I could actually woo on command like that. Okay. I don't know. Like Okay, okay. Well woo! there we go. <laughs> All right. Laura, top five things you watched in 2020. Um, I only have like three of them so far. So That's right. um Let's hear the uh, three. One. Oh well, no, I have four. Hold on. <laughs> one is Ted Lasso, because I really enjoyed the heck out of that and I thought it was very good. Um two. Cobra Kai. I very much enjoyed that. And I watched it all this year, I think, because it came to Netflix because I didn't watch like YouTube TV or whatever it was on before. Um, three, Band of Brothers. I watched that with my son during like in quarantine and like during the lockdown in April. Very, very good. We're, we've started watching it again. Four, um, I liked that, um, that movie, The Way Back with Ben Affleck. I thought I enjoyed that one a lot. And um, I had a fifth one and I didn't write it down because I said, oh, I know what it is. And then I thought I would remember it. And I don't. Oh, Game of Thrones. I watched all of Game of Thrones this year. Because I um, did not uh, did not watch it while it was out. All right. Tanya, do you have a top five? I do. All right. Number five, uh, Supernatural. Uh, number four, Little Italy. Number three, The Ripper on Netflix. And number two was uh, the Bee Gees documentary on HBO Max that just came out. And number one would have been uh, Dairy Girls, which, if you have not seen it, is absolutely hysterical. I mean, 
laugh out loud, have to pause it so you don't miss what they're saying because you're laughing so loudly. Funny. Wait, how do you spell that? D-E-R-R-Y. Okay. And so what, is, so what is the premise? Of, these aren't uh, girls that are milking cows. That's what no. I thought. I thought it was dairy girls. <laughs> no, it's about these friends and it's set in Ireland. Um, and they're, of course, you know, you, you've got the Protestants and the Catholics. And so they go to a Catholic school. And so you have the whole you know, very stereotypical sister who is, you know, very strict and over everything that they're doing. And, you know, they're having activities to try to unite the Catholic kids and the Protestant kids and just, you know, everything is, it's hilarious. So it's the troubles just, you know, are all solved at one school. No, no, they're just more troubles everywhere. There's literally nothing itself, but it's, hysterical how and does if you one had watch experience at all girls. with like like nuns or religious orders or organizations it'll crack you up i'm sorry i didn't hear you what did you watch this on um it's on netflix netflix yeah. how many seasons uh there's two now the third one they were filming with i got postponed like everything else good for uh corona but they're it's supposed to come out i think in 22 Okay. So I wasn't listening all that closely, but it sounds like there's a show about nuns milking cows. Everybody watch it. Jan, top five. Top five. Um, the boys. I like the boys. Yeah. Uh, there's Ted some violence Lasso. there. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Ted Lasso. Um, let's see. I guess the Mandalorian. Ooh, yes. I should, I would take out Game of Thrones and put in Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Sub that out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I already mentioned the fat man, right? And there was you, a- You did um, not, but earlier the episode- Oh, earlier, the right. Man. Yep. Right. Um, on Apple TV, there's a Beastie Boys documentary. Like, I think at the beginning of this uh, whole- whole COVID year. Um, and I'm a really big Beastie Boys fan. So I like that. So you must have really liked Flag's Beastie Boys song. I did. I did. <laughs> Which uh, we'll see if our listeners, I don't know the order of when things are being released, but um, Flag has struck again. Is there anything else, Jan, uh, in 2020 that you watched? Do you want to share? Um, it's hard to remember. Um, oh, I guess, uh, Queen's Gambit. I enjoyed that. That was recent. Like we didn't really, uh, we didn't do a lot of the binge watching. We, um, we just didn't do that. Um, there's a lot of uh, things to inspect in your household. You don't have time for binge watching. That's, that's true. But we have just recently found, um, a Canadian prank show. It's, yeah, it's, um, I think it's called, it's either just for laughs or gags or something like that, but it's, it's filmed in Quebec and it's Canadian. So they're, for the most part, they're very like polite pranks and polite gags. It's hilarious. And there's no, there's like no talking 
I don't know if they do that because um, it could be so you can watch it if you are a French speaker or if you're an English speaker. Like there's none of that narration that nobody really needs to see. Like everything, you get the story just by watching the visuals. And it's it's hilarious. Like there was one yesterday where um, they uh, they had these people set up in the middle of the mall and they had, it was like someone who was um, like a psychic, you know? And so the psychic person says, okay, close. You can see it's telling them to close their eyes and they're holding their hands. And while their eyes are closed, there's a bunch of people behind them that come in, sneak in, take all of the psychic stuff out and build a toilet <laughs> and put in toilet paper and like replace put it the toilet paper in the person's hand and then walk away and then a pretend police guy comes and like tells the person to open their eyes like what are you doing here and then they're looking like how am I sitting on a toilet bowl in the middle of a mall it was hilarious it was very funny so it's like it's pranks like that it's not you know the the mean pranks. So we've been watching a lot of that. Did you see the name of this show? I think it's just for laughs okay. or gags. Like we've, we found it on YouTube. There's clips and clips and clips. And um, just within the last couple of days, our, like we, so we have Apple TV, but we have a TCL actual TV. And um, we have a digital antenna hooked up to that because we don't have cable or anything. Roku apparently is now giving like streaming over the air stations for free if you have a digital antenna. So all of a sudden we have like hundreds of stations that we did not have before. The majority of them are ridiculous crap that we got rid of cable for. But there's one station that was just playing this Canadian show over and over and over again. So it was uh, funny. And and so in the course of, so you you were actually just channel surfing through hundreds of, of free channels. Yes. That takes that takes patience. All right, um, Laura, what is the spirit of the day? You're the only one who's drinking. Tell us what you're My drinking. spirit of the day was uh, I made myself two lava flows. And uh, the lava flow is something that um, I learned about on a trip to Hawaii because uh, Phil and I were uh, on a vacation in Honolulu. And we went to the Denny's that was down there by the Honolulu Zoo. And this was on the trip before the fighting the key peacock. This was not the same time. So there's a Denny's or there was in Honolulu. And it was one of the only two Denny's like anywhere in existence that had a liquor license. And so this Denny's had a bartender and, and he introduced the lava flow, which is basically a pina colada, but it has like a raspberry or well, a strawberry. Technically I made it with raspberry today puree on the bottom. And then you use a, and then you bring some of it up through the middle. And so it's like, it's like lava flow because there's like the red and it goes through and then some of it's on the top. And, um, and so I, I had two of those today, but I um, have promised myself that I'm not going to the liquor store until I finish like two bottles of stuff that I have that is only like mediocre because I, I hate to waste it. So um, I made it with the vanilla flavored rum and it was quite good. So, so it's usually it's any sort of rum. Today you did vanilla. Today I did vanilla rum because I didn't want to use the 
my my like fancy rum that I got for my booze box, which is the only other because I finished the bottle of the 151 proof accidental rum that oh, I is this uh, a blended drink? It is. So I I I made both the puree and the pina colada in the blender. You need to, the thing on the bottom, you need to be very careful to like pour it on top, so you have the nice like clean layers. I had very, two of them. Very nice. Um, I'm going to ask one last uh, listener question. Have any of you left a man at the altar? No. Are we talking about a demonic altar, like for sacrifice? I think I think it's open to interpretation. I, I, yeah, I don't I don't know what the intent of the if it's a runaway bride thing or if if yeah if you're a Satan worshiper, it's not clear. I mean, with with that provision, do you, does that change your answer, Jen? <laughs> the details are a little fuzzy. Explains why she didn't want to talk about duct taping anything to a pole either. <laughs> 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 Speaking of duct taping to a pole, like when I I studied in England and I encountered no fewer than three bachelors who had been duct taped to light poles at their bachelor parties, and the, they get they get them liquored up. And they just I guess it's a very English thing. I don't know, but then they got they got taped to a pole, and their friends just left them there. I assume they eventually came back, but um, yeah, they were they were yeah they they were very inebriated. I think I could get a drunk Englishman and, and okay, that's my answer for the for the the duct taping to a pole. I think it's the animal. Drunk Englishman. Ladies, is there anything that we haven't discussed today that that uh, I've left off the agenda inadvertently? We covered poop. We talked about farts. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it for this we, podcast, right? Yeah, I mean, right? we counted We're... things down a little. Now, uh, do you, do we have a sign off we'd like to use? Um, hmm. I had not thought about this one. Gosh, this. Ugh. See, you should pose this one in advance because then I could have thought about right. it. I like the spontaneity of this. Yeah, I got nothing. Me neither. Yeah, every time I I'm always... trying to incorporate the word lady, like, yeah. um, I kind of like I've got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, ladies? Yeah, I've, I've, I've got, got, got nothing. nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me hit stop. Oh, wait. I didn't hit record. You were. It says recording. It says recording.